On today's episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about how I grossed over $500,000 in Q4 of last year, $350,000, a method of selling on Amazon that I had never tried before, dropshipping. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. And we're going to talk today about my own serious selling experience in Q4 last year. Now, I did an episode a few weeks back. You guys can listen back to it about how I got... uh, uh, $150,000 or gross $150,000 on the Project 5K products in Q4. Actually, overall on this one account, I, I did more than I've ever done in any of my accounts in any one account. And it was $500,000 I did, I grossed in just three months. $350,000 of that was done with me doing a case study for drop shipping. You know, I had heard, heard about some sellers having some success doing drop shipping on uh, Amazon, especially coming from Walmart and Home Depot and other websites. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if this is, you know, something that, you know, everybody can do and let me just dive into it and, and see if I can build a team on it. And if it works, you know, Hey, maybe this is a great way for people to get into Amazon without having to make a big investment in private label. Now, by no means that I think I was going to do $350,000. That was just ridiculous. I thought this is going to be like a low key test. I was actually super scared that my account was going to get shut down because the the sales velocity was just like so high. You know, uh, on that account, normally I would do like only like thirty to forty thousand dollars a month, but I didn't get suspended. But I came close to it for some other reason. So let me just get into this and explain what happened, what this drop shipping model was, and uh, if I'm going to recommend it to you guys out there and the dangers in it. And also I'm gonna talk about how in the world I was able to afford turning over that kind of money. And and spoiler alert, um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the uh, Helium 10 Alta Alta plan. So uh, I'm gonna go into that too. All right, so anyways, drop shipping. What is drop shipping? Now, drop shipping is just a common vocabulary word, right? In general, when we're talking e-commerce, it means you you put up a listing somewhere, right? And you don't have the inventory yourself. But as soon as somebody buys it from you or they give you the order, now what you do is you actually purchase it from someone else and then they ship it to that customer or they drop ship that product to the customer. So you've never even touched the product. You are going straight from your supplier to your customer without having to do an initial investment. You know, theoretically speaking, you're getting the money first before actually paying for it. So that was why it was kind of like an attractive model to me. And I, I heard of one of my my friends in the Dominican Republic doing this, you know, really well. I was like, you know what, let me give it a try. So I obviously don't have time to be searching for for deals and things like that. So what I did was uh, I hired a team, uh, my buddy uh, Abdur from Bangladesh. He's been working with one of my friends for a while. So I was like, you know what, can, can you can you go ahead and let me hire a team and and come on and, and try and find these opportunities and and you guys kind of just handle everything and 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 I'll just be the money man, right? And they're like, cool. All right, so this is how the system was working. All right, so uh, what I do 
is first of all, I gave this team a sub account access to my seller central account. So they have their own login where they don't have full admin access, but they can at least manage the orders and manage buyer seller messaging and things like that, right? Now, the other thing is I created a Walmart buyer account, right? And I also did one for Home Depot and a couple other websites. And then on this these buyer accounts, uh, I gave them, um, you know, my uh, username and password for these, all right? And I preloaded my credit cards to these accounts. And now you guys, I know you might be thinking, Bradley, you have done lost your mind. You know, you're giving people your credit card, but I'm not, I'm not. I preloaded the credit card into my account, but you like can't see the number or anything. You can only use the credit card to purchase these things. And like I said, th these aren't just like some people off the street. I was dealing with somebody who my friend has been using for a while, so I, I could trust them. But how it works is what they do is they go onto these other websites like Walmart and other places. And by the way, I had to go through a long process too to get tax exempt or, you know, like submit my sales permit information and things. So I wouldn't be charged tax because there is not that much profitability with this business model, at least the way I was doing it. You know, it's not like 20, 25% like you do on Amazon private label. You know, sometimes it's as low as like 7% to 15%. So if tax in a state is 8%, boom, there goes your whole entire profit. If you had to pay the tax sometimes. So I had to get all of that done. And that was pretty much my hardest work. But anyways, I give them the Amazon account access. I give them the Walmart, Home Depot account access. And what they're doing is they're basically looking where they can buy something retail on Walmart or Home Depot or these other websites at a lower price than what they can sell it for even after Amazon fees on Amazon, all right? And as they find these opportunities, what they do is then they add that listing, they piggyback on it because these are existing listings that are on Amazon with other sellers, other wholesale sellers and or arbitrage sellers. And then they add a SKU in my Seller Central account to advertise for like three or four or five of those units, right? And then they are constantly checking 24 hours a day if new orders come in. And then as the orders come in, now they go into my Walmart account or my Home Depot account and they purchase it as if it was a regular customer. But then instead of putting my shipping address, they put the customer from Amazon's shipping address, right? So that, that's the way it works. And again, they don't need my credit card number because I already preloaded it into the Walmart buyer account or the Home Depot buyer account or the Best Buy buyer account, right? But of course I can check, you know, to make sure all the transactions uh, are good to go. So now the question is, how did this scale up so rapidly? Well, one of the big changes towards the end of last year was that Amazon started doing a lot more Walmart Plus and free shipping, all right? Now, this actually came to bite me in the butt. More on that later. But now, all of a sudden, under $35, since I had a Walmart Plus account, Walmart would give free shipping on it. So what happened before is we would sell a lot of like $10, $15 products, but then I would still have to pay $5.99 to Walmart for shipping, to drop ship it to the customer. You know, we still made money, but obviously that ate into a lot of the profit, right? But now all of a sudden there was tons of these products that Walmart was saying, hey, we'll, we'll ship it for free. You know, no problem. We'll ship it for free to your customer, right? So I started off slow in like September and uh, we were doing like maybe, you know, like maybe, you know, three or $4,000 a day in the beginning because I was too scared to like bump up the sales velocity so fast because I didn't want to get my account suspended. You know, this is where I'm doing all my project 5K case studies, a lot of them at least, 
And I was like, wait a minute, I, I don't want to get my account suspended. And then now my whole project 5k goes down the drain. Right. And it was a very good account. I had great metrics and everything on it since I've always taken good care of it. So I was like, all right, let's just like slow our roll. But then as September came along, sales were just going crazy. We got up to like $10,000 a day of sales at times, you know, and, and at least $5,000. Here's one of the problems I ran into right at the beginning when I started scaling up. And that was the fact that my credit cards couldn't handle. I've got some pretty high, I mean, in my opinion, high credit cards I was actually using from my dad and, and one of my travel credit cards. Like I had one credit card that was like a $35,000 limit. I had another credit card that was $25,000 limit. And those are pretty much the ones I was using. But what happens when you're selling retail amount like $10,000 a day or $5,000 a day, that means I'm probably paying Walmart every day, you know, I don't know, $4,000 or $5,000 every day or, or a little bit less, you know, depending on uh, how much it was. But like 50% of whatever the retail price was, I was already paying that for the shipping and, and, and other things. But remember, how often does Amazon give disbursements to sellers? It's every two weeks. So I was kind of like hurting for a little bit where I was maxing out the credit cards because I had to wait for Amazon to give me my disbursement after two weeks and then wait to pay off my credit card. And so I had sometimes I had to stop selling because I didn't have enough money to pay my credit cards. And I was like, man, I, I want to be able to, to, to keep going. So what did I do? I was like, wait a minute, I've got an Alta account. I even had my disbursements going into my Alta account. So I quickly applied for a daily advance using Alta. And guys, just because I work for Helium 10, I don't get any special benefits or special rates or anything. I have to, the process that I had to go to is the same process that any of you guys would have to go to. Nothing special that I did, right? So they took a look at my account. I got approved in like one day or two days for that. And now I have the daily advance from Alta, meaning that every day during the week, every, for five days a week, um, I am getting the previous day's money of the what I sold on Amazon. You know, Alta isn't getting the money. You know, they're just giving me the advance because they can see how much I sold and they're giving me about 80% of what it was and then 20% about they were keeping as a reserve that I'm gonna get with my regular disbursement just in case there's like chargebacks or things like that. The actual fee at cost is about like 1%, I think, something like that. They're charging me like 1%, which to me, it was worth it. Now, why, why is that, you know, like 1%, that actually, you know, adds up, especially when we're talking uh, an account that did $500,000, right, of gross sales. Well, it was worth it for me because I literally had to completely stop doing the dropshipping for a few days at a time when I couldn't uh, keep up with my credit cards. So my profit there went to zero, right? But as long as I uh, could keep the sales going, well, every day I'm making a couple thousand dollars, you know, potentially profit, $1,000 profit, 2,000 on really good days profit. And so it was definitely worth it for me to pay that 1% charge uh, to keep selling every day. And so that was like the biggest reason on why, especially during November and the beginning of December when sales were just going crazy, uh, the only way I was able to get that $350,000 of sales with this business model of drop shipping was because of that Alta daily advance and being able to get the very next day whatever uh, I sold on Amazon. So things were seemingly going great. You know, the profit wasn't amazing. You know, uh, I'm not doing this stuff for uh, tons of profit because 
it costs money, you know, to hire a team to, to run this. I mean, if I would run it myself, you know, of course I probably would have made a lot more uh, money, but I'm doing most of this just for educational purposes. Uh, uh, so it, it, if I, if I take a step back, yeah, I, I probably could have made a nice pretty coin right there if I actually had the time to, to dedicate to it. Now, what were some of the drawbacks? So far, it sounds like unicorns and rainbows, right? You know, $350,000 and I'm not even lifting a finger because this team is doing it. Well, you know, it wasn't all unicorns and rainbows. All right, problem number one, there's a lot of customers out there who are just like scammers, all right? So, so like going through that many orders, you know, I could say, let me just see, let me just look at my, my account here, exactly how many units we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, th this was over uh, 10,000 units. Not, what am I saying? 30,000 units of product, you know, we sold. So there are were a lot of customers who, who said they never got it or things like that. And I would have to refund them, you know, whether they got it or not. Because as long as, you know, if I cannot prove with a signed signature that they got it, I have to refund them. That's just the way that, you know, the rules in America work for, for e-commerce. So, so that, that, that was a problem, you know, obviously that eats into the, the profit, you know, another thing was I was getting hit with these, a few, like, I don't know what you call them, the, these complaints from their rights owners, like the, some of these products were, were more name brands. And then they would say, it was funny. It was crazy. They would send me these cease and desist letters because I guess they don't like people reselling their products. Now, I mean, I, I didn't know, I wasn't even picking these products, but all of a sudden I get these FedExes like, Hey, you are illegally selling our products, you know? I mean, what I was doing was completely legal. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, uh, I was selling legitimate products that came from Walmart. I mean, obviously it's genuine products, but they just don't like people eating into their profit margin. So, you know, like I said, this was just for educational purposes. I'm not going to fight with those companies. So as soon as I got those letters, I was like, okay, I'm deleting these products from my account. I don't uh, have time for these kind of headaches, but it was kind of scary, you know, and a couple of those things, they actually ended up being marks on my account that are still there today, you know, like policy complaints and, and things like that. There was a listing problem. It wasn't my listing, but since I had it in my seller central account, one of the products, I never even sold it, but I have now a, a, a bad mark on my report because whoever made that listing did something wrong. And now that was on my, my report. So another reason that was kind of negative and why I don't, I didn't really like what was going on. The team that I had running in, sometimes they would do stuff that I, I told them not to like, oh my God, like sometimes the, the way they would, you know, I gave them buyer seller mess messaging privileges, but sometimes the things they would say to customers, I was like, oh my God, are you serious right now? So uh, after a while, I just had like uh, myself and my family take over the buyer seller messaging, even if it was on their orders, because I was cringing at some of the things that they were selling. Like there's another minus for this. All right, guys, quick break from this episode for my BTS Bradley's 30 seconds. Here's my 30 second tip. We're talking about drop shipping, wholesale arbitrage in this episode. Well, if you guys do choose to go one of those routes, you know, maybe you find another seller out there who's doing who, you know, is doing drop shipping or, you know, that they're doing the same model as you, be it arbitrage or or uh, wholesale because you see that maybe one of the products that you're selling, they're doing the exact same thing. Well, that might be a good seller to go check out their other products because if they're doing that product that you're doing, maybe other products that they are doing uh, on Amazon, you might be able to buy those products from your own suppliers, especially if they share one in common with you. So a good way to go kind of like spy on the top 200 products that they have is take their storefront 
name or their seller, their seller name, you know, where it says shipped by uh, uh, blank, you know, shipped by Amazon, sold by blank, you know, get their store name, you know, like Helium 10s is how cool is that uh, on Amazon, right? Copy it completely as it is on Amazon. It's case sensitive. Go into black box by Helium 10 and into the uh, the products tab and then there is a, a filter there for uh, for not branding. There, there's one for brand, but there's also now one for seller. And then put paste that seller name into that uh, filter and you are going to be able to see their products that they have in their store up to 200. And you can even put filters like say, hey, show me all of the products that this seller is selling that is you know making estimated $1,000 a month or something like that. So guys, if you wanna do some wholesale or arbitrage research and spy on your competition, that is a great new way to do that. Let's go back to some of the pluses. There were some just products that were going crazy. I mean, there, there was one that was so good that they even actually featured me and this product on a, a CNBC. You guys can probably find that where I, I was on CNBC talking about this one monster truck product. There's this product, a Monster Jam Megalodon. I'll never forget it. Monster Jam Megalodon remote control truck that was such a hot product on Amazon. And it was sold out like almost immediately, but not only was it available at Walmart, it was on sale. So the profit margin was crazy. Like on this one, we were getting like 30% profit. There was a time where we were even getting like 60 and 70% profit. We were buying it from Walmart for 40 bucks and selling it for 100 on Amazon. And we could not keep it on the digital shelf. It was selling so fast. Overall, this one skew uh, over the Q4, we sold 539 units of it for almost $50,000. One SKU was crazy, right? Now, here's, here's what happened too. This is a positive and a negative. So what happened sometimes is Walmart and Target and all these other places where we're getting this stuff, they would sell out, but my, my crackpot team there, they were selling stuff even though it wasn't in stock because they were assuming they could get it and then it didn't. So then what ended up ha happen, having to happen was I had to send my kids and myself to drive to all these Walmarts and Targets in the area and buy up, fill up our car with this product just to be able to fill, fulfill these orders because Walmart.com and Target.com now all of a sudden were out of stock of this. So it was kind of fun. You know, it was like a family activity, you know, and and they shipped it all out. But I was like, you know, I don't got time for driving around to stinking Walmarts doing basic, what basically is arbitrage, right? But hey, we were still making good profit and it was all part of my experiment. So I'm like, it is what it is. All right, the biggest problem, here is the biggest problem that we had other than a lot of these orders, my, my guys could not keep it in stock and they were selling stuff that we couldn't even get. So that was a big problem. But the, the biggest problem was, with this Walmart Plus thing, all right, that Walmart has been pushing for one and two day delivery, guess how for most of these items that are fulfilled by Walmart, guess how they are delivering a big portion of them now? DoorDash. Yes, that is right. That's like Uber Eats and Postmates. Somehow, I don't even know, like this has got to be a story somewhere gotta be a story. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't read it in the news, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of orders of mine, they were delivering with DoorDash, not FedEx, not UPS, not USPS, 
Now you might be wondering, why is that a problem? Here's the thing. To Amazon, if you are shipping something yourself, fulfilled by merchant, you have got to provide a valid traceable tracking number, right? FedEx, UPS, I mean, there, there's like 30 different carriers. DoorDash, there's no such thing as tracking, all right? I mean, literally they're just calling some person in their Toyota Camry to go to the Walmart, pick up a little bag, and then take it and deliver it and drop it off on somebody's door. And that was what was happening. So now all of a sudden, I could not provide tracking numbers for hundreds of orders. And guess what? That is actually a requirement by Amazon. You have got to have 95% of your fulfilled by merchant orders have to have a validated tracking number. So my metrics went down to like 70% and I was flipping out. I was like, oh my God, they are going to cancel my account. This is no bueno, right? So that we, we, at that point, we just totally, totally slowed down because I was like, we have got to stop these orders because these ones that are not coming from third-party sellers on Walmart, these ones that are coming from Walmart, stinking Walmart keeps using DoorDash on these and, and we can't provide a tracking number. And then in, in addition, you know, the customers were saying they never got it. Here's another problem, guys. Here's another problem with this DoorDash system is they're delivering groceries pretty much. It's like in a little Walmart bag that they were delivering some of these things. And a lot of these things in Q4 was like for, for Christmas presents. So I would get these hate messages to my seller feedback saying, all right, you know, I got this product in like 24 hours. That was so awesome. But yeah, it ruined my son's Christmas because we came home and there he picks up this Walmart bag that was just sitting in our door and he saw what the present was. So I was like, oh, so I got tons of bad seller feedback because of that. So that was bad. Now, what is the third thing that's bad of this, right? What is Amazon's drop shipping policy? One of the key things is you cannot be delivering products where you are not the shipper of record. You cannot have it with like other companies, like packaging, like Walmart box or Target box. Like that's against Amazon's rules. So that was super, super shady because all the stuff that was coming from Walmart was being delivered in these Walmart packages. So I was like, whoa, guys, this is like super dangerous here. Sure enough, I got like one of the, the these nasty grams from, from Amazon saying that I violated their drop shipping policy. I didn't even see that until like I had stopped doing the drop shipping. You know, I didn't even see this message until later because I don't even check my messages that much. But sure enough, I had gotten says, hey, we have got a report that you are violating our drop shipping policy. This is your warning, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, I ended up not, you know, not going through uh, with this. Uh, you know, after January, I pretty much put it almost all to a stop, even though I grossed, as you saw, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It just is not worth the risk, this model, all right? So earlier last year, I think I could have probably made a fortune, you know, because it was easier to do it. Um, you know, there was tracking numbers for everything and it, it was pretty, pretty cool. But nowadays, it... It's unless you can only, you're only looking at products fulfilled by third-party merchants on Walmart and that are not coming from Walmart, that's pretty much the only way to go if you want to do drop shipping on Walmart. And even if you do that, it's very few you're able to find now that are just out of stock on Amazon. So, um, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of people in Q4 were out of stock on Amazon is because of those severe inventory restrictions. So that was another reason of my success. So again, the cool thing is, is that, oh my goodness, I, I became addicted to that Ulta system 
of, of getting my daily advance. I mean, not having to wait two weeks, that was a game changer for me. I mean, that by itself probably resulted in $150,000 more of sales that I was able to get since I was able to get my disbursements every day. So for those of you guys out there, even if you're not doing wholesale or drop shipping, even private label, you know, it might be the difference of you cutting a PO today or having to wait two more weeks to cut a PO. And that could be a big difference for some of you. So uh, look into the the daily advance by Alta. If you have some history of selling on Amazon, they can see that and and you probably should be approved unless there's nothing, uh, you know, or unless there's something really shady going on uh, on your account. So I highly recommend looking into that. I highly recommend not doing Walmart to Amazon drop shipping though, because it's just not, in my opinion, my personal opinion, it's not a sustainable model if you're trying to make big money. You know, here or there, if you can find some third-party sellers you can buy from that are not going to have Walmart boxes and they give tracking numbers, sure, you, you, you go ahead and do it. But you're not going to make anywhere near those numbers that that I was doing. This year, I'm going to try a different method of drop shipping. I've been hearing people are doing Sam's Club to Walmart. And so I, I might try and do another case study on that. But for right now, it's a no-go for Walmart to Amazon dropshipping. All right, guys, that sound means it's time for our CAT, our cat of the episode, which stands for Clubhouse After Party Tip. Once a week, we go live on the Clubhouse app, and we bring back former Serious Sellers podcast guests to take live questions from you, and they give you their best tip out there. So every episode, we're going to be giving you guys clips from these episodes that we've been doing on Clubhouse so that you can get some great strategies from our former Yes. Now, if you guys have that Clubhouse app, make sure to search for the Club Serious Sellers Podcast and follow it so that you can be notified when we go live. And you can also follow me on there, H10 Bradley. Today's CAT is from Celine Dior, originally from episode 201 of the Serious Sellers Podcast. And she came back to answer some questions on Instagram and influencer marketing. Here is her tip. So my question is, um, what sort of things do you look for uh, when you're choosing influencers to work with? Are there any like specific things that are like really good or alternatively like red flags that, you know, when you see this on a profile, you ideally don't want to be working with them? And um, like in addition to that, are there certain strategies you use um, when picking influencers to reach more potential customers that you haven't really tapped into yet? Yeah, so there's a few red flags for us is if we look at their profile and all their comments, like amounts are kind of the same. I don't even need to look through the comments to know that they are from engagement groups. I just know because like all posts have like roughly around 100 comments. Like that is weird. So um, for me, I just know that they're from engagement groups and that is a red flag. That means like they don't really have engaged audience. Um, the next thing for me is I think, um, if someone doesn't have really good content on their Instagram page, that is a red flag to us. Um, we try to look for influencers that are capable of taking good content so we can reuse that content on, for example, like our Instagram or Facebook or other social media channels, or even like Facebook ads and email marketing. Um, having good content is really important for us. And then in terms of reaching new audience, um, we always try and run giveaways with influencers so that we put ourselves in front of their audience. 
And so, for example, if I, Pro were to work with Bradley and uh, we run a giveaway together, Bradley needs to post on his own page and the rules would be follow Pro and Bradley and then also um, save this post and then share it to your story for, you know, extra five entries or whatnot. But that way I'm putting my brand in front of Bradley's audience and it creates a much better effect because the audience um, also needs to follow our brand. And then it's really up to your brand on how you convert those into customers. So by posting more knowledgeable organic content, like workout videos for us or self-care tips, um, that kind of stuff does really well. And then just to capture their attention um, and then if you also like run sweepstakes giveaways on your own page to try and collect their email, uh, that would be a really good way of growing your email list as well. Speaking of Alta, how else did, did Alta help me? Well, one key thing that is new is, and I would have used, is a brand new feature that you know is not available in all Alta accounts yet, but it's going to be soon. And that's a virtual credit card, right? It's a virtual credit card that is linked to your digital wallet in Alta. By the way, guys, if you're wondering what the heck is this Alta, that, that is our financial technology system that we have available in Helium 10. You guys can find more information at growwithalta.com. It's growwithalta.com, Alta by Helium 10. So anyways, there's a brand new feature that came out of a virtual credit card. So how this works and how it could have helped me when I was doing the drop shipping and how maybe it can help some of you guys is it gives you a virtual credit card number that you can use wherever credit cards are accepted, you know, online, you know, you get a number, you, you get a, a CVV2 number, all that stuff. And it is tied to your digital wallet. So for example, if you're getting your disbursements to your Alta account, or if you have the daily advance, like, like I did, and, and I'm getting money into my account, all that money can be immediately used by this credit card. So what I was having to do was the disbursements would come to my my Alta account from the daily advance, but then I would have to take that money and withdraw it and have it go to my, my personal or my business checking account, which is what I use to pay my credit cards, right? So even though it was faster than every two weeks, it still took like this process like two or three days, right? But now if I would have had this, which I mean, I didn't because this just got launched last week is I instantly would have been able to use these credit cards plus, I mean the, the credit card, the, the Alta credit card, but plus I would have gotten 1% cash back. So any transaction you use this credit card for, you are going to get 1% cash back. So uh, if, if you guys are interested in, in, in looking at that, you know, sign up for growwithalta.com, uh, get your uh, disbursements coming into your Alta bank account, and then apply for that business credit card, and you'll be able to pull on those funds right away and even get 1% cash back on whatever you're purchasing. Um, other ways that I use Alta, I, I use it to pay my suppliers. You know, a, a lot of times, instead of paying it for my bank, I was just like, you know what? I got this disbursement. I'm just going to send this money direct. Uh, one time I sent it in, in Chinese um, RMB uh, to save a, a couple of dollars on a couple of my invoices. And it, it was just, you know, really, really nice to, to have that functionality. I also now have my Canadian disbursement. Uh, you know, I opened up selling Amazon Canada and now that money goes into my Alta bank account as well. And I'm saving a few dollars 
on the exchange rate uh, compared to what I would have gotten if it was Amazon. Another big thing that I used Alta for was because I was pouring all of my money into this drop shipping uh, experiment, now I had no money to, to, to reorder Project 5K products, right? So I was still ordering products. I was uh, developing new 5K products. Um, I was reordering ones that were selling out, et cetera. But I was like literally living day by day, just sending all my money to the credit card so I can keep this drop shipping experiment going. And now all of a sudden my sourcing agent in China was asking me for money because I had to pay for some shipments and I didn't have any money. So what did I do? I applied for the line of credit or actually I already was approved for a $50,000 line of credit from Alta. But what I applied for was just to take out the money that I need. And remember, if you guys didn't hear my old episode about why this is so much better than borrowing money from Amazon lending, it's because in Amazon lending, you're told, hey, you qualify for $50,000 or $40,000 or whatever, right? And you can only pick yes or no. If you hit yes, they give you that entire $50,000, whether you need $50,000 or not, right? And that means from that day, you are paying interest on that $50,000, even though maybe you only needed $10,000 for a PO. So in my case, I only needed in the beginning, like something like $3,000 in order to, for a down payment, a 30% down payment for a PO. So what I did was I pulled out $3,000 from my line of credit from Alta, and now I only get the $3,000 and I'm only paying interest for what I use instead of paying interest for entire $50,000 I don't even need. So I was able to take that $3,000, send it to my supplier in China, products started getting made. Come December, it was time to ship it. They're like, all right, we need the other, you know, six, $7,000, whatever it was. Uh, so what I did, I took out another pool or another draw from my line of credit, only $7,000. So now from that day, I'm paying interest on the $7,000 again, saving me hundreds and hundreds of dollars of interest fees compared to if I would have gotten that loan from Amazon lending for the same amount. So that was a really big benefit for me as well uh, to kind of sustain me during uh, you know Q4. Since all my money was going to this dropshipping project, I was able to leverage that line of credit to still be able to fund my Project 5K private label products that I was ordering from China. So anyways, what are we uh, going to conclude from this episode? There, there's a few takeaways. Number one, I, I love doing tests, guys. Uh, you know, I, I want to find the best ways out there, you know, to help you guys, give you guys some strategies. And so uh, I love doing these tests, but hey, not everything I try is going to be wonderful and something that I would suggest that all of you do. In this case, no, I do not suggest you guys go and start doing uh, Walmart to Amazon drop shipping. As you guys can see, there's a lot of dangers involved. And if you guys are doing drop shipping, make sure that you know of all of the regulations that Amazon has for drop shipping. You do not want to get your account suspended. Don't be, don't be like blinded by this. Oh my goodness, Bradley did three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in three months. This must be the greatest method of selling on Amazon in history. No, no, no. Don't look at just the numbers, guys. There's too many negatives to this model, uh, which is why I wouldn't suggest making it some long-term strategy for you. Uh, another thing is whether you're doing arbitrage or wholesale, or you're trying to turn over inventory super fast, guys, that daily advance is a game changer for those of you who 
have your credit cards maxed out and you have to always turn off your sales for a few days just to be able to get the disbursement from Amazon. Make sure to apply for that Alta line of credit. Again, that's growwithalta.com. And if you guys need, you know, some extra money in order to 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 pay for invoices from your factory, the line of credit is also uh, something that's good that you will hopefully qualify for as long as you have some decent history selling on Amazon. So Alta FTW for the win, uh, help me in Q4. So what is up for me now this year? Well, uh, I've started some other case studies. I have like two or three new Project 5K products that are on the way from China. I've got two or three new Project X products that are on the way from China. One of them you guys are just gonna die laughing about. Like I didn't even do a test listing on this because I know you guys are always watching <laughs> the Project X account and you guys get spoilers when you see me do test listings on there so you know what's coming. But there's one product that you guys are absolutely gonna get a kick out of and it's probably going to arrive sometime in May, uh, I would say, of this year. So look out for that. Look out for new updates to Project 5K. Uh, I'm always launching products for $5,000 that you know end up bringing way, way more money in than, than I put in. And um, I opened up a couple of Walmart seller accounts so I can start doing some Walmart testing. I'm doing some testing. I'm continuing to do some testing on Etsy. Uh, I'm starting to do some for Wayfair and Newegg as well. Guys, I am just 100% dedicated in 2021 to test out all these selling models to see you know, what I would suggest that anybody can get into. Speaking of shipping, that's another thing. The reason why that just slipped from my mouth is I'm also doing a test right now with Project X on the, the Amazon global shipping. A lot of you guys have asked us, hey, how do we use this Amazon global logistics thing where they'll pick up the products from, from China and send it to my, send it to Amazon directly. So I'm doing a test on that right now so that I can, you know, give you guys a report on that. But anyways, guys, I hope you were able to get some information uh, out of this episode. I love doing story time with you guys and letting you know that I'm in the trenches trying to find out new stuff for you. And, and this one didn't work out too well, but hopefully maybe I was able to save uh, a couple of you guys who are maybe thinking of trying to do this Walmart to Amazon drop shipping. I, I hope you can listen to this episode and maybe be a little bit cautious if you're looking into getting into that uh, model. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining and we'll see you in the next episode.